So, it's been a while since I recorded uh, an audio podcast, and I think that this one is going to be amazing, uh, magnificent. We're already at 15 seconds, and I can't, I can't describe the feeling that I'm feeling right now. I can't describe it with words. I just know deep down without words that it's going to be good. It's going to be genuinely profound. And it's going to be bringing light into you. Into your mind. Um, so let's start with... The fundamental nature of human consciousness, how the human consciousness operates at the at the base, at the at the bottom, if we come down to everything. If we put everything that the human consciousness can perceive and define it as human perception, limited by the size of human senses. If you simply compare the size of the brain of a human being to the size of the brain of a whale, you can clearly see the difference in size and the difference in the the intelligence of both species. Let's define intelligence by the ability to live in harmony with all energy forms or all living organism or living things, species, just living things, breathing force, call it whatever you want. We could all argue, uh, we could all agree that an animal is... um, Breathing in and out. What's up, my big boy? What up, what up? Come on, <laughs> So, animals breeding, but then beyond animal life, there is, let's say, plants. And we could argue or we could agree on if vegetals are breathing in and out. Are they conscious of themselves? And then we could go down to minerals and all of that. But if you are egocentric enough to think that the only thing conscious in this world is is exactly like a human body, 
then you're probably like limited in your senses or limited in your comprehension of reality itself so when i'm talking about reality itself i i don't want to define reality itself with words that's why i take the time to to say that reality itself cannot be described other than reality itself we can't describe it with words that's why we say it or we call god the name or the thing or like the thing that cannot be described other than the name or the thing or the god or whatever it a universe so let's come back to the fundamental limits of the human perception to me that's um let's call it the human truth the truth of humanity and then we can agree that this is not the truth the ultimate truth the absolute truth the 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 truth without relativity the truth without an observer of the truth it's just the truth that cannot be observed by the human mind so what is this thing that we can say that uh it's the ultimate truth what is this thing if i can't perceive it if i can't perceive the truth then i can say in my human language that the truth is that i will never be able to find the truth the truth i will have to accept the fact that i am limited in my senses and that the ultimate truth cannot be touched cannot be understood with at least words the truth is beyond words it's the same way as i started this podcast like uh i know that this is going to be a profound podcast the human will the will of humanity the will of a human being is always going to be limited by what this human or this humanity thinks of what they should be doing what should i do 
What should you do? Let's do good. Oh, let's do evil. This is this is in the realms in the realm of the human mind. But when you start doing things with the divine will, then it's not up to you to choose whether what you're doing is good or bad. Because that would be limited by your subjective truth, which is not the truth. So how can we operate on a truth we don't know what it is? Except that the truth cannot be touched by the human mind. That would be the ultimate truth. Or my fundamental beliefs right now. Other individuals or other organizations idealized certain truths and think that they have found it. Maybe I'm one of them that thinks that truth cannot be touched and then I'm just one part of the whole problem. See, at this stage of the podcast, I'm starting to deconstruct my own beliefs system because I don't want to be stuck in this um, certitude. I want to question my beliefs, break down my theorem or axioms, and then explore. So it's always going to be like that. Always going to be deconstructing and then reconstructing. It's both sides, it's both energy, it's both polarities. And instead of getting stuck into one side or the other, let's balance them out. Let's try to find this balance. Let's get closer to this divine truth. Let's get closer to this um, pursuit of of getting better, becoming more. So, what to do with all of that? You have to listen carefully. You have to listen carefully what the universe is sending you. Not what your mind respond to what the universe is sending you. Have to listen to the people around you. 
what are you attracting what goes away from you and uh, once you start doing that you focus more on the things that you think are not you until you identify yourself with these things there is a saying that says whatever you think you are you're not and it's by separating yourself from what you think you are that you find yourself so the whole thing of finding yourself is is uh is eternal you're always going to find something else find something new you're always going to be experiencing new feelings new vibes new frequency and uh we have to embrace that the only certitude is the uncertitude the only thing that is stable is un- the unstableness or we could go on and on in these paradoxes and uh not know what to do with that but the challenge is to live in peace <laughs> to live in harmony to find this beauty and this nonsense i asked my mentor the other day i said how can i find beautiful something i can't see How can I find beautiful something I can't see? If I can't see it, how can I define this thing as beautiful? I have to presuppose or assume or um have an have an idea or hypothesize. Maybe that's not the right word. Come with an hypothesis or a theory or a belief or faith or there's a gap because this is not real or is it that's the ultimate question and once you accept these ideas as reality you have to be very careful
Because, again, it comes down to the identity. You have an idea of what is already existing in the future. But how can you be sure that this future is actually existing while you're still in the present? You're stuck in the present. You cannot be so sure with 100% certitude that this future exists. It's it's outside of the human truth. It's it's in the divine truth. So once you start accepting this divine truth in your daily life, you have to prioritize this truth above your human limited perception truth. What happens next? What happens if I want to go to the toilet? What happens if I have to take a decision? What happens if I have to think? What should I think about? And let's leave this question aside. I think whatever I think. Because the I, I think whatever I think. It's not up to me to decide how I should think. It is not up to me how I should think. It is up to it to decide how I think and how I act. So what am I talking about then? If I'm talking about it, it controls me or it um, guides me. It provides me with path to get closer to the truth so I'm kind of running in circle right now and playing with my words and um, let's go back to the idea of time time is a concept that human have created in order to interpret it. You can call it 
whatever you want. I like to call it the manifested world and I would also add the unmanifested world. So the visible world from a human perception and the invisible world beyond the senses of the human mind. So how can you assume or how can you accept or how can you um, understand the, 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 the idea or the theory or the, the guess, it's almost a guess, that there are things beyond the veil there are things beyond light. So everything we see is light. I can't see without light. So so the, there's this thing. Um, when we say speed of light... What is faster than the speed of light? And I, I said that the other day as I was joking. The speed of darkness. Is the speed of darkness faster than the speed of light? Can we identify mathematically the speed of darkness? That's like assuming that the speed of darkness is faster than the speed of light. Or that's assuming that this, the darkness has a speed. So, we're talking about speed. We're talking about movement. We're talking about... Um, we're talking about movements. So... Movement can only be perceived if you're comparing two things. How can you say that light has a speed? Speed is, again, in the realm of time. And time is, again... In the realm of comparing to present moment. It's like if you you take this present moment that you're living right now. And compare it to another present moment. But the problem is. How can you define what the present moment is? To me, I call this present moment. The... Let's call it the human limited perception of time. So, 
if what I'm seeing is light limited by my human mind stuck in his own relation with time then how can I develop or how can I accept another relation with what is beyond time it's a it's another world and how can you accept this other world it's like a a possibility a potentiality another dimension at first you will not want to go there and that's the whole point you will not want to go there because you are still identifying yourself with the dimension you're in right now so you will not want to go there it's something else that will reveal itself to you and then you'll realize that this thing is also part of you then you'll be you'll have two sphere of perception the one of physicality and light and manifested world and the other which is let's call it the the realm of energy or the realm of frequency or the realm of quantum entanglement or the darkness so is it really dark there is the place i'm talking about dark or it's just light that i cannot perceive and that has also been another question i have asked my mentor and i have asked myself i was like is there a light beyond light is there light that i cannot perceive beyond the light that i can perceive and that comes down to what i like to tell people when they're stuck in their system of thoughts i ask them or i tell them just for a moment accept the idea that maybe you're wrong maybe you're wrong 
That's humility. Maybe I'm wrong. And then that's the best tool you can use to explore. If you don't accept this idea, you get stuck in arrogance, ignorance, and you you think you're God. But you're not God. You're part of God. You're not God. You are part of God. You're not everything. You're part of everything. So when you get stuck in this limited human perception of your own experience, when you get stuck in your own experience, that's not truth. That's not fact. That's an opinion. That's relative to your experience. So just to accept the idea that maybe you're wrong, maybe I'm wrong, makes you question, makes you come up with a question. And questions lead to answers. If you don't question yourself or question your beliefs or question your thoughts or question your answers, if you accept an answer as being the ultimate answer, you, you stop searching. So how to keep searching for more, how to keep searching for new things? You have to accept questions. You have to be intrigued by new questions. You have to be interested in new questions. You have to be interested in finding new answers by finding new questions. If you idealized one of your questions, then therefore you will idealized the answer that comes from the question the answer is flawed by the question what should i do today with my human mind this question i'm, I'm looking for this word Think it, I think it's implicit. Imply. This question implies so many presuppositions or premise of reality or theology. If you don't question your own theology, if you don't question your own relationship with God and reality, if, we, if you don't do that, then... You get stuck in this illusionary reality. But by accepting 
a reality beyond your illusions? An imaginary reality as the representation of the future. Then you can start anticipating and you can start predicting and you can start creating and attracting what you want to attract in a near future. But when you do that, you have to be very careful. And you have to start slow. And you also have to not fully abandon yourself to this imaginary reality. Because if you do that, you will lose yourself. You will lose your previous identity. You want to keep this this personal experience. You want to keep this. Your ego. You want to keep your ego. You don't want to get rid of it. Keep your ego. But look at it as a tool. Use your ego. Don't let your ego use you. Learn how to control your ego. Ask him questions, you know. Like, challenge it. Oh, you think you shouldn't go there? Why? 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 Always ask why. Why do I think that? Why do you think that? Some people will start protecting their own beliefs when you ask that question. Why? Yeah, but why? I understand, but why? What is fundal? What is your relationship? What is your relationship with God? What, what, what is your relation with God? How do you approach every situation? What is your fundamental truth? Your fundamental truth as a human limited perception, mind, whatever you want to call it. When you start questioning that, you find this other place, this uh, hmm, this unknowable place. Even if you think you know that place, even if you you're sure of what is going to be happening in the future. There's always going to be that uncertitude. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget who you are. And at that 
place. It almost feels like you are the universe experiencing yourself, your old self. You start learning from another perspective. Instead of, let's say, asking yourself consciously in your own language, thoughts in your head, what did I learn today? Instead of asking you this question intellectually, you just feel it. It's like a like a feeling you don't have to say it out loud what did i learn today but the seed is there the the thing you have learned today is inside of you already so we're talking about consciousness like learning or we're talking about intelligence or we're, or we're talking about wisdom. Hmm. Okay. So, we're approaching the end of this podcast. And... Let's direct our focus and concentration on on what we think we are not or what we feel we are not. Or let's direct our focus on something that we can't feel, something that we can't touch, this thing. And let's embrace that thing, whatever it is. Look at it. But how can I look at something that that I can't see? How can I find this thing beautiful? You have two choices, my friend. Either you hate it because you can't see it, or either you find beauty in it. And you develop a a relation with it. Otherwise you will assume. That. This. Light or darkness beyond the light that you can perceive is. Bad. You will assume this thing as being bad. You will assume that everything you know is. is the right thing to know but then when you look at this thing with 
acceptance you find humility you find that even if I don't know what it is I want to believe that it is beautiful and I'm not talking about the eye stuck in the manifested world I'm talking about this other level of perception this divine eye this third eye that can see the unmanifested world And can see that it is beautiful. And then you let that third eye or God voice talk to you or guide you. And you learn a lot from it. This, this life force. This naturing nature that causes the effect in the natured world, in the natured nature. And if you don't know what I'm saying right now, and if you don't understand, go watch. Um, or go learn or go read about Spinoza's God or Einstein's God. Go study the relation of Einstein and the concept of God. Einstein, Einstein said, I believe in Spinoza's God. Believe. Believing is, is, is like living a lie. But paranoia is only paranoia until it's not. The other day, I said that to my friend and I was laughing when I said that to him. I thought that I was going to be killed by the CIA. So when I got out of my apartment, I was looking outside to feel secure because I I I had the idea that maybe someone was right there with the intention of assassinating me because I, I knew too much. That's paranoia. But that's also 
comfortable and that brings you a sort of security you can protect yourself that's not bad it's bad if you have the certitude that your paranoia is real or that your imaginary reality is real right now in the present moment no your imaginary reality is in the future I wouldn't even call it reality. I would call it unreality. Like the unmanifested world. It's like a reality under your reality. Unreality. Under reality. Let's call it under reality. It's the same thing when we say, I understand. I stand under it so I can see it. I understand it. I have accepted the information and now I I can look at it. But if the information is let's say above you or above your perception then you can't see it yet. Good. So you see, I gotta go. Why? Because I accepted that there's a higher power directing my actions someone came to me and said we gotta go we gotta do the tests we gotta set the podcast so I stand up and I go do it but why <laughs> it's the never ending the never-ending pursuit of the ultimate truth limited by the perception of the human mind. Tu veux-tu rajouter quelque chose, Mark? C'est la Saint-Valentin, so get high and buy your shorty some flowers. Amen.